Digital drag has taken over the world. And right now, it's my only way to connect with my fans. Join me on my Twitch channel, where you're gonna see a ton of new shows, my work live, cooking tutorials, and more. Especially our new Love for the Arts unoriginal digital competition. It's going to be so much fun. Check it out now at twitch.tv forward slash Trinity the Tuck official. If you're loving the work podcast and want to support future episodes, become a loyal Patreon today. You get behind the scene photos, first look at videos, extra pod content, including the game and fan questions, plus exclusive merch too. Become a Patreon today. Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my very special guest is all the way from All Stars 5, Derek Berry. And oh my goodness, are y'all in for a treat. Buckle up and get ready. Hi guys, welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my very special guest is from Season 8 and All-Stars 5, Derek Berry. Hi Trinity, thank you for having me. Hi, thanks for having, well, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being on my (laughs) podcast. Of course, I'm so excited. I love how uh, things have changed so much in quarantine and people are getting a chance to maybe do something that they've never really done before or... Uh, expand on the brand. I think this is uh, awesome. I love that you're doing this. It's it is crazy how like it's forced all of us. You know, drag queens in general are creative, but it's it's really forced us all to like really figure out what we can do um, other than what we are used to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Because we got to keep working. We got to keep you know our 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 names out there and and making money you know some way what what are you doing like have you been doing shows like what what have you been doing to stay busy um well i had been wanting to take like a 6 month break or even a year at some point and i never have gotten a chance to and it's been 16 years since i moved to vegas so uh i i've just been taking this time to uh paint the house and do projects that I've been waiting to get to. So I, I mean, of course, like eventually I'm going to need to work, but right now it's just been nice to have a break. And during the all-star season, we had so much press from home. So getting to do that was uh, very different from season eight, obviously. And from any other production shows I've been a part of uh, doing everything from home. So that took a lot of uh, time and energy just spent on figuring out how that's all going to work. And Nick and Mac were helping me set stuff up. So yeah, if thank I'm God you drag, have like a team. Yeah. Well, and you know, too, cause, um, cause Leo helps you with so many things just to get into drag and have a look and have a concept and to take the photos. And now you're adding a video component to so many people that know nothing about this business. So I'm really lucky to have, uh, have Nick who knows so much about video and uh, exporting files and shrinking things and sending things. And this is like a whole new thing to me. I didn't even have a computer uh, when I met Nick. So he's kind of like always taking care of everything. <laughs> Thank Girl, God. I, I feel you. Leo does all that stuff for me. And if, if we have a breakup or he decides, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going to be shit out of luck. And you know, all of you fans listening, um, <laughs> Uh, good luck on the day that Leo decides not to help me anymore because, bitch, there will be no content. <laughs> I've, actually, he showed me how to do the podcast for the most part all by myself. The last thing that I don't know how to do is, like, he tweaks the sound and makes sure everything sounds okay. And, like, um, we do, like, the room tone thing at the beginning where he mm-hmm. can, like, make sure everything sounds fine. I don't know how to do any of that. And he uploads it to the the site that we do this through. And um, I don't know how to do that. I, I know how to set up everything else, um, which is actually really complicated. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it took me a long time to figure that out. So finally I figured it out. And sometimes I'm, I mess it up. Like I did a podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so devastated by it. Um, like maybe three weeks ago with Nikki doll. Mm-hmm. And it was such a good podcast girl. And I don't know what I did, but I deleted that off of my computer. And didn't even oh, get no. to upload it. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm so upset about it. And I, I messaged her. I dreaded messaging her too. I'm like, girl, I'm so sorry, but it's it's going it's gone away. And she's such a sweetheart. She's like, well, we can redo it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to make you redo this, but um, but I, mean, I do I'm, want you to. Yeah, but I want you to. So <laughs> we're gonna have to figure that out. And do something else. But oh, so crazy. I love her. I love her. I love her she's too. Awesome. She's she's a sweetheart. Well, oh. um, I want to start things off with um you you said you've lived in vegas forever so obviously you still live in vegas with your partners yeah um how long have you been predominantly based in vegas you said you lived somewhere else before vegas obviously yeah so i grew up in northern california in modesto and um it's the northern central valley and so Uh when i was 19 i moved to north hollywood and I mm. lived there for about a year and a half. I uh, went to Northridge uh, College. And then I also was going to, um, I was working at Universal Studios. Uh, and so I started doing drag on Halloween 2003. And then it just like snowballed. And one thing, like one appearance somewhere would lead to an audition somewhere else or a booking somewhere in LA. And it just kept happening. And so uh, when I got the call to come do Lacage in Vegas. It was 2000 and I moved right away. So I just thought the only way that I'm going to move from LA is if a job is taking me that way. Yeah. Uh, if a, a job opportunity, a way to make money, a show, uh, whatever it was, I wasn't going to leave LA to just go search for the next best thing. Cause I was already there. I was already immersed in what I always loved so much growing up, which was film and television. Yeah. And, uh, and stage. So to go to school and be a theater major is one thing, but to like actually live in LA and go to the auditions and do extra work or get featured extra work or do cameos, uh, anything like that in film and television, I was just so happy to be there and be a part of it. So to switch right away and move to Vegas, it was, uh, extremely different i was all alone by myself and i moved out here i was 20 years old and i didn't know really what i wanted to do i thought okay maybe six months i mean how long do people do plays i was only used to doing theater productions in uh school so had you already been doing drag at this point um when i moved to vegas yeah yeah so i had done drag for probably six months Um, And I was doing like all different parts of L.A. I started at Mickey's on Santa Monica Boulevard. I also did Rage. Um, I did a place called Peanuts. I want to ask you this because it it feeds into what you're talking about now. Like when you started drag, did you start drag doing Britney Spears? Or did you start doing drag and then decide later on that you were going to become a Britney, Britney Spears impersonator? I absolutely dressed up as Britney on Halloween 2003. That was the first time um, I'd ever done drag. I mean, I did it once when I was 12. My my friends dressed me up uh, and I called myself Derica. And they put like... <laughs> Derica, I love that. Jim Carrey pigtails in my hair. And oh, no. um, I looked like Vera DeMilo in like a silk uh, seafoam green, mint green uh, silk suit that was a skirt and a, it was awful. But it was my best friend's mom's outfit. So they put like a pearl necklace on me and I was 12 years old. I don't count that as like fully going for a look and uh, and going out there and putting myself out there like I did on Halloween, which was, you know, full makeup, wig, costume. It was very different from a 12-year-old Halloween costume. Yeah, I bet. And so you live, you still live in Vegas. How is living in Vegas right now with, um, the pandemic, like, you know, Vegas is, is predominantly a, a tourist destination. Um, mm-hmm. Is stuff still happening there? Like, what's going on? Well, I was in, I, I uh, starred in Drag Race Live at Flamingo, and we were there from, uh, we opened on January 30th, and it closed due to COVID on March 14th. And it oh, was wow. a Saturday, and 
they told us two weeks. We're, we're probably going to have to close for two weeks. And the next morning, it, the announcement had already come out that it was going to be a six-week break and we wouldn't be coming back till May 1st. So I was like, oh my God, I have six weeks off. This is crazy. I've never had that much time off in my life. And yeah. so um, I, I didn't go down to the strip because obviously everything was, you know, stay home, uh, wear a mask, quarantine yourself. If you aren't feeling good, definitely stay home. So I was just like, God, what a weird place to be in because we were just doing meet and greets the night before or, you know, doing shows in an audience. And then now there's this whole new order. So it was, uh, it was really weird to know that the strip was going dark because that's all I've known for yeah. 16 years living here is it's bright and it's lit up and it's 24 hours and all that. So, um, it was probably three months that we didn't go to the strip and I had a friend come into town, um, who was staying at the Wynn and she invited us out to dinner. I've known her since I was in fourth grade and I wanted to see her husband and meet her new baby. And so we went to dinner at Wynn and just being in a casino with masks and the servers all have masks. And, um, I, I just stayed away from the strip. It just reopened really on June 4th, um, just two weeks ago. And so, um, about two weeks ago, no, July, no, June. Shoot. I don't even know now. Um, it'd been open like a couple weeks when we went and, uh, it's just not something that unless I'm working or doing something down there, I just don't see the point. Um, there's no reason for me to go to a pool party on the strip because I just don't think that that's the best place to be right now. So, well, are they, do they have plans of, since the strip is starting to open, are they, do they have plans to reopen you guys show at, um, Flamingo? Yeah. So we were told it kind of got pushed back month by month and then we'd find out, okay, they canceled this month's ticket sales. So I believe right now it's canceled through, uh, August. And I believe it's going to pick up in September. I'm pretty sure. Um, And that's right now. I mean, look, that's still two months away. And um, And anything can happen. That's a long time. Two months is a long time. And Vegas is a party town and people are coming here and they're they're, um, being irresponsible with masks. And not everyone is taking this seriously. And I just don't know how a city like this that's, known as the adult Disneyland, how do you control when people are drinking, how do you control uh, the environment for everyone to be safe? And I just don't know if that answer is out there yet. Yeah, I I think, you know, this is a really tough time because, first of all, our government is not doing enough for what's what's happening. And Mm -hmm. secondly, you know, none of us have lived through this in the past, you know, like this, this, the last time something like this happened in in America was like a hundred years ago. Right. Or, yeah. or it's longer. always like the twenties of every yeah. century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we haven't, none of us have known what this is. Yeah. And um, so it's hard to figure out and, and maneuver. And also, you know, um, everyone is needing to make money and stores mm-hmm. are needing, you know, um, mom and pop stores are, are needing to, to stay open so they can, survive so it's yeah. it's really really hard you know uh, a lot of people i see a lot of people reprimanding local drag queens for in clubs for opening back up and going to work mm-hmm. but what are they supposed to do how are they supposed yeah. to survive and pay their bills and and have food in their stomach i understand you know obviously the the uh seriousness of what's going on but you know especially local entertainers they they if that's what they if that's their job and there's nowhere hiring because people are laying people off already, then they've got to work to, yeah. to have food. So it's, it's, it's just such a, a hard time right now. And I just, I sure hope that they figure it out. I want to get off of this subject because um, it's such a hard <laughs> subject. Um, I'm going to talk about something that's a little comical, but it's also a little serious, but more comical to me. Um, this topic is called <laughs> Politics. Breaking news tonight on work. Yeah, you can go and laugh. You can laugh. Um, the only one that I want to talk about because I'm I'm tired of talking about Donald Trump is Kanye West deciding he's going to run for president. 
like, did you see that? I did. And uh, I'm not really sure what the motive is behind it, but I Oh, girl, know. he's totally doing it because he's friends with jo- Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and they're trying to divide up the vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. It, it just isn't going to, it's not going to, this is the thing though, with when Donald Trump ran, he now showed uh, America that anybody can run for president, that mm-hmm. you don't need a background in politics. Yep. And the funny thing is, is that was really working for a lot of people. And I even had family members say, well, you know what? We've seen, we've seen the country ran by politicians. Why don't we just see how Donald Trump does? You know, let's, let's just wait and see what if he's great. Well, that mentality to, um, entrust the country in someone's hands that is a reality TV star. Well, then I might as well run for president because I mean, you would, you would do a much better job. I, I I know that it would be dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So I just don't, I don't see the point. It's a, it's a, it's funny because a lot of people will tell, uh, musicians i see i've seen it happen with taylor swift uh currently is you are not that this is not your business and you need to just sing you need to just do this and it's they so did funny. that to the dixie chicks they did that all when the dixie right. chicks were coming yes. out yeah against Bush. they were canceled yeah exactly and that that is happening now in in both sides and i think that it's interesting that someone like kanye west would want to run but I do feel like people that have so much money and have all these yes people around them, uh, they're going to have the the ego and the confidence to run in anything in life because people are telling them, oh, this, this is a sure bet. Of course you're going to get this. So it's hard to really understand what anyone's doing out there anymore. If anyone's really doing this for the country or they're just doing it for themselves. Well, I also feel though, like if Kanye was really serious about running for president, this is a little late in the game to start exactly. a campaign. Yeah. Like, there's I like really... a dozen uh, states that already can't uh, add it, add him to the ballot or something. I mean, that's yeah. it's, how it's, it's, I just don't understand any of it, but that is the workings of politicians. So Donald Trump actually is a politician to have uh, some scheme like this happening. Oh, absolutely. I, I was having a conversation with someone, maybe it was Leo, but it was somebody recently, like yesterday or today, and saying like, you know, can you imagine if has like seeing Kim Kardashian as the first lady? But then I thought about it. I'm like, of course you can see that because we have uh, Melania Trump yeah. as the, yeah. the first lady. So I can totally mm-hmm. see Kim as a, a first lady. Not that, you know, I want her as that. Absolutely not. But um but you no. never know. I mean, but I never, never thought know. Kim would go to law school, but look at who her father is. And um, yeah. now that we've had extra time to watch things on Netflix, um, I, I caught the whole uh, OJ documentary. And I, I think it's extremely fascinating that uh, that is those three girls' father that yeah. was fighting in a case that, for me, will go down in history as probably the most known case in my generation oh for Um, sure absolutely and so to see to see that reenacted in such a way with ryan murphy uh with him telling the story i just think that it really shed a lot of light on um the kardashians Mm -hmm. and i thought that he he was very conflicted obviously because he was oj's friend and then was serving on the uh the trial as a as a, one of his lawyers. So, but that's got to feel really chaotic in someone's head, but that was their father. And it's funny that he was probably one of the only ones that separated himself uh, from OJ after that, because he just had conflicting feelings. And that to me is a great lawyer. Not someone that's going to say, well, how much money am I going to, Oh, sorry. Let me uh, decline how much money am I going to make off this case? But, um, or I'm doing this for fame or imagine, you know, my name's going to be everywhere. This was some, I I can't do this. I can't, 
I can't be in this person's life if I don't believe that they're innocent. And that's kind of what it alluded to. So I just think that I, I sometimes think that people don't give the Kardashians enough uh, enough credit for really who who they are as a family and who what they've done for a living and what they've been able to continue to do that you and I can only dream of in the drag world, which is staying completely relevant and on top all these years through showing their life and some scandals that happen in their lives as well. I mean, they definitely have um, made their mark as, as branding uh, royalty. Like they, they really have, um, you, when you think of Kardashian, you know exactly who, who they are. Um, and they've made tons of money off of makeup, uh, yeah. commercials, uh, advertisements, clothing. I mean, literally everything. Um, everything. I, I just yeah. don't want to see them in the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. And plus, not only that, like, I just think Kanye is just tapped in the head, girl. He's just crazy. I, I just don't think he's all there. But um, I, I would yeah. rather, I mean, like, if we had, like, somebody like, Beyonce up in there. Not that I'm a huge Beyonce fan, but I just think that she's a little bit more like down to earth and level headed than than they are, um, and maybe a little more in tune with uh, with what's going on around them that affects yeah. everybody and not just uh, people in their position. That, right. I mean, know, we have ha money and are world famous. What's her name? Um, Kylie didn't even know uh, about cereal. I don't, I don't know what the, the whole story was, but she, she didn't even, like, she never tasted cereal before. Like, girl, really? We want somebody like that? No. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> enough of that. Let's move on to hot topics, and I have several. Mm, hot topics. Oh, yay. I love hot topics. I know you do. <laughs> and, okay, so I know you love hot topics, the first hot topic is Rue deleting all her content on social media. Why do you think that is? You know, I've, I have thought about this a lot and it was funny that it happened the same day Cameron did. Cause then she had to come out and make a statement that it had nothing to do with them together. Like it's obviously not the same reasons cause hers were for her own reasons. Uh, but I think that right now uh, there's, there's nobody that, has a a guide or a rule book to follow. Yeah. And uh, Nick had told me something that I, I won't forget, and it was just recently, uh, but it really changed my outlook on it. And he said that human beings were not meant to channel this much news at one time. And it's a lot to process. And now with social media, we can tap into how everybody feels about a certain topic any time of the day. It's not yeah. just on our TV. It's connected to our hand. It's in our phone and yeah. it exists there. And so if, if we are not capable of handling all the weight of the world in the news that comes at us this quickly, then um, I believe deleting your social media or going dark or inactive or whatever is, uh, is up to each person. Uh, when they decide to do it is when they decide and it's not really for any of us to uh, to judge that, I guess. I never thought that Rue would do this, especially All Stars is on right now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's on TV. Uh, maybe that's enough. Maybe it's enough for him that his presence is still active and he's still showcasing exactly what he does every season, which is showcasing the art uh, of drag and celebrating these queens that are on TV right now. But RuPaul's Drag Race has also kind of uh, done that with their social media where they're not really so much promoting the show or what's going on. I know, on. I, was, I was about to say that, that um, Drag Race isn't really posting much either, which was no. very shocking because yeah. they're constantly posting stuff. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't know what, um, I don't know anybody's reason. I know that I... I've definitely taken time. Uh, I've taken like a week off where I just won't post anything. And I, would, I wouldn't I would delete my accounts um, because for me, I've worked really hard to put 
that content out there all these years. And I, it's my Instagram's my photo album. So for me, I, I want that to exist. I want people to go back and be able to see when it started 10 years ago or longer with other social media apps. So it's not something that I, I would do, but I, I don't know, maybe one day that would change. So I think I kind of have to just imagine that whatever is going on in this world right now, uh, cause Rue is very in touch with, uh, the secret and the law of attraction. And, um, I, I love hearing his interviews, how we're just, uh, our, our body is a vessel and we're this, you know, spirit and this soul that's just guiding through life, uh, in this temporary body. And sometimes there is too much going on in the world and it's too heavy for people and they have to deal with it on their own terms. And, and she I just think need to unplug. Absolutely. I think he already has in, in the uh, past years kind of slowly distanced um, himself. And now this is, this was maybe a breaking point because it was a lot. I went back and saw uh, March was the last time he had posted before, you know, going dark. And just the comments on there were, it, it was awful. It was awful to, to me, this is someone that's like uh, such a, a, a cheerleader for our community and uh, has given so many opportunities to people uh, in the LGBTQ community. And I just feel like, wh why are we, why are we attacking our own? You know, yeah. why, why, what is that going to solve? And, uh, and Mac, you know, coming from the service and everything, he, he thinks like, go after the people that are really trying to take our rights away. Like we just had a president that tried to make sure that you could fire people based on being LGBTQ. So yeah, that is crazy. That's well, I, you know, not Rue doing that. That's the president. So direct your attention into what's really changing, uh, in our world and, and trying to take away the rights of LGBTQ people, not putting them on TV and giving them a voice. Yeah. I mean, to think about it, like, you know, the fan base can be very brutal and, you know, I don't want to, I don't even want to say that they're, these are fans cause they're not there. These no. are just, these are people that are, are trolls, but uh, yeah. that's a, that's a whole nother topic that will take a whole nother <laughs> conversation to get through. Um, you are like an iconic queen from drag race that, when you say you love drama, you love drama. Um, you also, you ha you're known for many things. Britney Spears is one. Um, another one is the topic I'm about to bring up. And I was there. I loved it. Um, the world has loved it. You've turned oh it God. into um, something that's, that is iconic. And, and not, not a lot of people can do this because a, a lot of people put in the same situation would have um like crumbled mm -hmm. under this pressure but you somehow turned it around and made it part of your brand girl the iconic uh memes and videos coming from the haters roast when you got so <laughs> tore up what oh was going God. through your head i mean i remember being there but what <sighs> was going through your head <laughs> okay well um the last thing i remember is uh coming towards the podium to to start my act and then cut to me uh, in the shower, naked, where Nick and Mac are trying to uh, make sure that I'm going to be alive uh, <laughs> after recovering from uh, everything that I had drank that night. So I'd, I'd, I wish I could honestly tell you like what it felt like during the roast, but I, I don't know because I, I don't remember any of it. None. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, I remember, I remember you at the very beginning of the night, you were super nervous to go I was. on. It was my and, first one. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, every, every night that I did the haters roast and I had, I've done like three haters roast in every single one, every single night I got a nervous wreck. So I know exactly where your headspace was. Yeah. Um, and so you started drinking early to like kind of mm -hmm. loosen you up. And then for some reason, they were stupid to put you in the second show. I know. Um, after you had been drinking so much, <laughs> and then you got out there, and you—I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it was a car crash, but it was amazing <laughs> to see how funny it was. 
I mean, I'm so glad that you were okay. And, you know, yeah. afterwards, you know, I made sure that you were, you were good, but, um, yeah. it was, it was very funny. Like the whole Trixie thing. It just, it was, it was something. Oh, um, it was crazy. But and you I'm, know what? I was with uh, who I feel like were my friends. And yeah. I think that that's something that, uh, that people don't always know is we're not always all friends. We will be cordial with each other as queens. But oh, I mean, I think we know people. with you. Oh, I think with, we know with yeah, you. you, you know <laughs> <what I> mean. <laughs> we know. We, we know you don't always get along with some of these girls. <laughs> but that night I did. And I just think, like, I, I got ready next to Ginger. And Ginger is, uh, she is so sweet. She goes, you know, Derek, you won't remember this, but you came to my restaurant after uh, your gig. I was at Pulse one year. And she said, you came into my restaurant after I waited on you. You were absolutely the nicest queen to ever come through there. And you were Derek Barry. Like, I knew who you were from America's Got Talent, The Strip. And she was so sweet in, uh, like, re retelling that story to me because I, I didn't know. I didn't know that Ginger Minj served me at a restaurant. I would have no idea. But it that stayed with her. Uh, just being kind to your uh, your server after a show when not everybody is, uh, they're not always nice to people. So that was really cool um, to get to find out a story like that from her and, um, and, and get to know people a little better. I know I was only there for one night and I don't remember half of it, but, <laughs> um, but getting ready with everyone was so much fun and the meet and greet and the elevator. Um, like I have really good memories from that night because that is completely out of my comfort zone. I do think that improv is fun. And I think that, uh, I, you know, acting challenges are a lot of fun, but roasting and there's a, such a fine line in being, Oh, it's hard. Somebody oh, it's and, hard. And delivering shade. And I already have a reputation for being like, um, quickly defensive or whatever else people want to call me. So it was nerve wracking to go out there and I had these, pages of notes of jokes to say and i don't think i got through more than the first page but i couldn't read it i couldn't <laughs> no, read anything could. it was so funny <laughs> and let me just say um when i hooked you with the hook oh you were fucking strong i was i i saw from the video i was fighting i was like i couldn't i literally was trying to pull you but you were like a linebacker like trying to like rut like push against i was like oh my god this is like she was strong. You were really strong. I can't strong. believe that. I can't yeah. believe that you were there for that. There's only, what, were there six of us there that night or eight? I think I think there was eight. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh it was so gosh. good. But anytime so good. I see any one of those girls, I'm, I'm always just so happy that, like, I know you and Trixie, um, Dorji, Latrice, like, everybody, Ginger, you guys really checked if I was okay. Like, I think you were the one that the boys told me help get me to the car and make sure I was all right. Nobody could take pictures and like that, the behind the scenes, that's where you really find out who people really are. And, uh, I just, I know you've been nothing but kind to me since I met you in Mexico at a gig. And so, um, to, to like continue being that way, even when I'm blackout drunk, um, that's awesome. Like that's a real friend. Well, you know, I you have always been super, super kind to me as well. And I've had nothing but the greatest experiences with you and your husband. And, mm-hmm. and did I say husbands? <laughs> um, and, I love it. And I, I, I've just enjoyed you. So, yeah. and of course, like, you know, it's all fun and games when you're on stage. But like, you know, whenever you're trying, you know, somebody is... You know, you had drank a lot. So, I, did. we, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were, you know... <laughs> alcohol poisoning or not or or you're just you know you're just needing some rest but regardless <laughs> of that that you know that's not a time for people to be taking some pictures and right, right. and all and, of that yeah and i do so, appreciate that and i i know that not everybody would think that way there are people out there that are like oh this is going to be a great moment or let me snap this picture so i can post it later or you know use it against her just i didn't feel that from anybody there that night and i heard nothing but um but like love and compassion, understanding from the cast of that. Cause you, like you said, everyone had been there on their first night or multiple nights where you just feel like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to go out here 
with a live mic and talk to a crowd. Yeah. And basically make fun of people. It's true. So, and like, um, to, you know, to, to, to speak on that, I'm not a big drinker. Like I, I'll have a glass of wine every once in a while. Um, like when we have game nights with Leo's family, I'll have a couple of glasses of wine, but I'm at home, you know, right. in my own home. Um, but I don't generally drink at shows and every night for the haters roast, I had to drink. I had to drink because yeah. I'm terrible at roasts. So I know exactly where your headspace is. And I know that yeah. you, you're not a big drinker either. So it, right. it, it just, you know, it is just one of those things when you psych yourself out, you have to figure out a way to balance it. And unfortunately you balance it a little too on the other <laughs> hand, but um, it was a, it was an iconic moment for everyone. I'm so glad that you laugh it off because you should, cause it was, it, it's, it's iconic. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about um, that. We just ended pride month and um, let's talk about Stonewall. How many people died? <laughs> I know people were hospitalized. I just didn't know that it was um, more more on the side of minor injuries. Not, Girl, uh, uh, I made Leo threatening ones. <laughs> Leo uh, pulled up the the clip of the billboard thing because I I didn't really know where that came from. I I knew I heard the the clip of you and Willem. Yeah, I saw the clip of you and Willem, but I didn't know it was from a Billboard roundtable. And so he yeah. pulled it up for us to watch, and I I watched it and. I love that you were like, because you you knew some facts and you were like spilling the facts, and then all of a sudden, Willem's like, no, no, that's not what happened. You're like, no, no one, no one died. Yeah, nobody <laughs> was, was killed. It was just so another iconic Derek Barry moment. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. Oh um, my gosh, I know, completely retelling history. And the worst part is, I had opened it up with like when people don't know what Stonewall is. You know what I mean? Like, because I was so frustrated. We were talking so much about the 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 gay community and how judgmental uh, people can be. And my whole point that I was trying to get across, which I don't think I ever did because I completely like was shocked. Um, but that everyone in the gay community is always after like the, the young, the young one. It's just this cycle of, uh, you know, youth and beauty, like everyone wants youth and beauty. And it made me so sad because I knew so many people at gay clubs and everything and older guys would be there and the younger generation would be like, you know, they're old. And I just yeah. couldn't believe that that was a part of our culture and how if, if you really want to like find out about our community, then go to a gay bar or club and sit next to someone that's actually like lived in a different time. That yeah. actually went through stuff that you and I will never understand because and thank it, God it's just you know, different for us and because yeah, we're they, so they, lucky. they had to deal yeah we're so lucky they had to deal with um, way more harsh things you know we I know we complain and we should be complaining because we still don't have all the rights that we should but right um, but it's it's nowhere near what it used to like you said and no. and we should we should be happy that we didn't have to go through that because yeah these other, you know these other people did fight for these things that we we now can enjoy right. um yeah well you that's just another iconic moment of you and uh, <laughs> i want to move on to what everybody wants to talk about which is drag race um i always do a segment called drag race rundown and um for this segment we just talk about different things from drag race just drag race in general um okay. let's see so obviously, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just reading my notes. So I, you know, like I said earlier, every time I've met you, um, you're super sweet and down to earth to me. And I want to know the editing for season eight. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was just the editing or was it partially your strategy for the way that you came across and the drama? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's, I wish it was that easy, but honestly, uh, when I was getting ready to leave, uh, Mac had introduced me to flavor of love and I watched Tiffany Pollard mm -hmm. and I loved, I loved the fact that she said anything that she wanted to say. And it, it wasn't that she was mean to people, but she just she had no mind. filter. 
she didn't mind confrontation, no matter how yeah. it was going to come up. And mm-hmm. for me, when I'm watching reality TV, I'm most entertained by those characters. It's just, for me, that's what makes it worth watching. Well, if, duh. If, like, everyone loves that. <laughs> they, yeah, and, and she paved the way, in my opinion, for that type of personality on TV. And then now we see housewife shows. And um, there's certain girls that play the game very well. And yeah. they're they're entertaining. They're memorable. And they said things that maybe pissed you off. But then they did another thing that you related to and you like them. And now that's your favorite. Yeah. And so those are the characters that I'm most uh, drawn to. And that's having a theater background. I think it's because I love when people take the opportunity when they're on TV to create moments. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you're you're being nasty. It doesn't mean that you're being, you know, bitter or defensive. It just means that right now you're confronted with a dramatic situation and it's fight or flight. And I'm always going to choose fight because I just don't think that I'm there to uh, cower or back down from an argument or a confrontation. I'm very ready and available to step up uh, to that. And I'm okay with that. Because yeah, because you're going to get more screen time, and and that that's why we're there. That's if if you're going to go to Drag Race and be shy, then you're immediately going to realize that you're not in a level playing field with other people who are more ready to step up to that. And with with my season, I know, and I and Bob can probably uh, agree to this, but as it got closer and closer they would tell us to, okay, guys, you know, personality, walk in, be excited, new day in the workroom. Yep. You guys got to talk. And they they would always say, Bob and Derek, this is not for you guys because we were already doing that. And yeah. I feel like I was cast in a television show and it wasn't so much I'm competing in a pageant. I was cast in a television show and I know what my role is and I'm okay with that. And it doesn't mean that I want people to hate me. Um, It doesn't mean I want people to love me. I just want to represent that character there that is not afraid afraid of giving good TV. And yes, I may upset people and they may not agree with me, but um, it's definitely going to make people question things or it's going to bring out a conversation that maybe people need to have. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Well, jumping to All Stars 5, this is the good part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes! Um, this is probably what we're going to put in the little clip. Um, so, first of all, I thought you did so good in the talent show. I, I, You know, when Michelle was like, you didn't do good in the impersonations, I'm like, that's a lie. Yeah, that because, was shocking. Because your voices were, I knew exactly who you were trying to be. Mm-hmm. I, do, I mean, obviously, it's hard to do all of that in one minute because exactly. people don't understand. They give you literally like a minute. Mm-hmm. It's just a minute. Mm-hmm. And so you're supposed to cram all of that shit in one minute. So I thought you did a good job. I don't think you personally should have been in the bottom compared to some of the other performances. But, you know, it wasn't my choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was... So much drama in the first episode. Um, I loved it. Again, you were giving good TV. You were there for a good time. It, you know, it showed even through like uh, the build up to the season and some of the other um, like stuff that you guys did after the show for like publicity purposes. Oh, yeah. You were so dramatic. I love it. Um, <laughs> it's so shady and so good. Um, the drama with India with you was that real i mean i know i know i've heard i think i heard briefly of like the drama between india and one of your husbands mm-hmm. years ago but like i you know i over time wounds heal but i i just don't know was that real or was that another time that you were you know you were playing into it uh that was absolutely 100% real i was shocked to see her there and i was even more shocked when they rewarded her uh, as winner of the talent show, when this is what we've seen India do for years. And yes, she's great at it. She's absolutely great at it. But I would rather see 
uh, someone like Jujubi, who's not known as a singer, to deliver a live vocal. I would rather see Shay pole dance that I've never seen pole dance before because we know Shay is a performer. We've seen it on her season. So we already knew that India was a performer. Um, but to stand up there next to her and have them uh, showcase her in such a positive light when I know what a uh, negative person that she's been for years. This isn't something recent. This is an ongoing thing for years that she's had a problem with. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for me to stand up there next to her while all that was happening, um, it was, it was, it was a complete surprise and it took me, uh, it took me by surprise for sure. I was definitely shocked. Well, Uh, when she, when she won, did you, did you automatically know like, okay, fuck, I'm, I'm like out of here. Well, I didn't because I still had mayhem and, uh, angina after me. So I thought, okay, well, perfect. They're going to praise me. And then there's my bottom two next to me. It -hmm. just made sense because I watched the performances. Oh, I watched uh, them too. And it was, yeah. I, I just think for, for, for angina, if you've waited so long for this moment, then probably learn the lyrics to a RuPaul song. Oh, wow. I mean, but honestly, though, that song is, it's, it's, if you're going to make a medley, that'd be like me going out doing a talent show as Britney and then not knowing the lyrics. Yeah. It's not going to work. So for me, I thought automatically, okay, well, she's got to be in the bottom. And then with Mayhem, I couldn't really understand her vocals all the way. And it's her song. So if you're, if you're pushing your single, and you're the queen of the party, I need to be able to hear why you're the queen of the party. Yeah. And, and I didn't. And so I just thought, okay, perfect. They're, they're praising India. Then they're going to tell me, we love your impersonations really outside of the box. Never heard you do this before. And boom, then, you know, now we have a bottom two next to me. So I, I was shocked. And when Michelle said I got a couple, I'm like, okay, well, I did 15 voices. I highly doubt you only heard a couple of them in there, but um, yeah. But, you know, that's the way that they had to judge. And um, I would have... Well, they missed anything. out. They missed I, out, I, though. I, they I missed out. They I think they did. And I, I can't believe it. I, you you would have... I mean, you're such good TV. Like, Bob Bob had said on... Um, I think I did the first pit stop the with... Pit stop, with yeah. Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bob was like, you're, Derek is such good TV. You know, and it's true. They so missed out. And we, we also missed out on more India and Derek drama that could have happened because I yeah. don't think you were the worst performance. I, I, you know, I think they could have gotten away with just a bottom two and, mm-hmm. and um, we wouldn't have missed out on right. such good drama. Um, so have you and India talked since then and where is your relationship with her now oh gosh well i mean we're still living in tv land so um i i i would like to see where things go the rest of the season i know that uh india has been eliminated now and mm-hmm. uh yes there's a it's it was a year ago but honestly like this is a storyline that belongs on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. And yeah. if it doesn't get discussed uh, by the finale, then I will for sure uh, be ready to and available to talk about that. But I, Is it, I, do you, are you guys filming something else for All-Stars? I mean, or? I would I would love a reunion now. I mean, if all we're doing is, you know, quarantine footage from home, we all know how to set up our... Uh, we all know how to set up our equipment because we've been doing press from home. So, um, I this is my this is my thing with India. I don't wish uh, wish her any bad will. I think that India came on All Stars to show that she's a changed person. And while I was watching the show, I realized that India has not changed. Uh, she threw Mayhem under the bus when Mayhem did nothing but praise her. Uh, as a team member, and then she completely uh, either fabricated something Alexis said or decided to throw Alexis under the bus. And Oh, wait, we were going to talk about that. Don't go too much into that. Okay, okay. so well, let me I go on to my next thing. <laughs> Don't go into more. Oh, my gosh. No, no, not yet. Okay, so, um, <laughs> so generally, what are your thoughts on All-Stars 5 so far of what you've seen? 
I've been really enjoying the show. And yeah. I didn't know how I was going to feel watching it after I left. But the thing is that I prepared for this show just like everybody else. And it's really exciting to see the runways, to see uh, the challenges. And I don't feel like I missed out because I honestly do believe that there was a reason I was sent home first. And uh, I have to I have to know that there is a bigger plan and yeah. that it's okay that that was my very limited time and I went in, I made my mark and it's still being talked about on the show. Oh, so, it's, it's gonna, this is, go, this is gonna continue. Like you're an icon. <laughs> uh, hello, Derek Barry's every moment that you have is just like iconic. You, you literally have one of the most iconic, um, uh, look books out there as far as like things that have come up. Um, <laughs> the, you obviously saw the last episode of the Snatch Game. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I I loved, well, uh, first of all, for Jujubee, I've been so impressed by her all season. I was in love with Jujubee before, but the, the way that she is able to uh, tap into voices and do accents and dialect and everything, mm -hmm. um, I, I so admire that. And she did not disappoint on the Snatch Game. I thought it was incredible. I loved Shay's performance. Um, that would have been a hard choice, but I would have wanted like them both to win. Yeah. Um, and then Alexis just yeah. like, has All continued three of them. to shock me because Alexis's season was so long ago and obviously so was Jujubee's. But um, I forgot how funny Alexis is in everything that she does. And she's you know? also kind of like you. She's not afraid of the drama. She's not. And I love and that. And it makes great TV. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the three that you named are the, the three that I, that stood out to me. And I thought oh, all absolutely. three of them were like equally as good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, Shane made a tweet today or yesterday about, um, Jujubee's one liner that was the thermostat. Oh, the thermostat. Oh my that God. That will go down as, as one of uh, Snatch Game's best one liners. I mean, it was so good. It was and so funny. It's incredible because it, she didn't pick, that's not something that Eartha Kitt ever said. Yeah. So the fact that she's taken that and, and she, her improv, her skills are incredible. And the vocal never changed. Uh, she just really, she goes there. Jujubee commits to a character and, I love, love, love watching her this season. Yeah, it was so good. So who would you have done for Snatch Game? I had planned on doing Mariah Carey. And oh my never, gosh. Never been done before there. And I thought that since uh, they had that, the Mariah challenge, the Brittany and Mariah challenge on, uh, I think that was season 11, right? Yeah, that was 11. Uh -huh. um, they, they really like needed a Mariah so that they could feel better about uh, portraying Mariah in a better light. And I love Mariah. I've met Mariah. I've impersonated her at uh, various gigs now since I filmed. And yeah. I just think that she's, she's a diva. And it's, that is such a fun character for me to play. It's the opposite of Britney. It's not like, you know, a pop star um, flipping her hair. It's like, if there's a hair out of place, you better fix it. And I just uh -huh. love, I love that side of Mariah. So, well, I hope we get to fun. see something of you doing her in some capacity, uh, video content or something on social media. Cause I would love it. Do you have that out somewhere? Um, I don't have, I just have when I did Mariah on watch what happens live and she crowned me Miss Mariahka and I was in the heartbreaker look. And it's, oh I gosh. actually got the gig uh, because of Shangela. She's the one that called me. Um, she had to uh, pull out of that uh, to go home for a family emergency. And she asked me if I could step in for her. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And I was already in New York for the season eight crowning and coronation party. So I just love Mariah. And I think that um, it's so fun to play someone different from what I'm used to always playing. But still yeah. keep it diva and be a queen. And she's just so iconic. I mean, Mariah's shade is... That's another person that I've I've just really look up to because the whole I don't know her thing was, yes. was not even really planned. I just don't think that was planned. She's just saying I don't know her like that. 
But no, her personality is very like that. I, I so saw her in, in, in Vegas for her holiday um, oh, yeah, show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and, and she, when she talked on the mic in between songs, she just has a way of, of talking that's kind of shady but really funny. Very much yeah. like you. Like, very... <laughs> the, the same kind of, like, shade but funny and, like, not serious but, like, sarcastic. It's so, so good. Um, <laughs> when... So let's talk about later on in the episode, towards the end, after the performances of Snatch Game, when India comes forward to Shay with the allegations that Alexis was trying to get rid of Shay. Um, I think I obviously know the answer, but who do you who do you believe? Who do you think was telling the truth? Well, I mean, I I do I, I know from experience that India lies. And so it for me, uh it was very easy to to believe Alexis. Yeah. And I also think that when someone is uh, is a known liar, they're completely okay with uh, twisting the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that knowing that mayhem and Alexis had both voted for Shay, she knew exactly what she was doing. Uh, and also her story changed. She told Shay, and I don't know if people need to rewind it to see it. But she told Shay that Alexis asked her beforehand to uh, vote Shay out. But then when it got back, brought up to the group, she had said that Alexis asked her after she voted if she voted for Shay. Now, those Ah. are two very different stories. Mm. Um, One is before and one is after. So I don't know uh, if she didn't really think that through. She just kind of went into it with okay, well, now that everyone's in the bottom, let me see if I can get Shay to turn on Alexis because Shay could possibly have done that. Yeah. She, why not? Why wouldn't she? Yeah. See, I, um, all of my encounters with India and all of my encounters with Alexis have been pretty much the same where I've had nothing but good, positive encounters with them both. Mm So it's hard for me to, to to decipher who's um who's fibbing and who's not and and I kind of feel like it's a little bit of both. I kind of feel like it's a little bit of misconstruing on both sides or or mm-hmm. or making dramatic on both sides. But but I'm not sure. Um you were there and you have more experience than I do. So well, I, I, don't know. For, I wasn't there for that one, but I do think that if it was a campaign uh, why wasn't Mariah a part of it? Why did Mariah mm-hmm. vote India out? Yeah. And um, it it just doesn't make sense. Uh, why didn't they get uh, Cracker involved? Why wouldn't you involve Blair if they're also from Mayhem Season? So I just think that there's some holes in the story. And I, I do think that uh, Alexis and India were friends. We've seen so much how Alexis has helped India throughout the competition and she was still landing in the bottom every time. And finally, you know, she, she had to go. So, I mean, I would personally think if you were, and I'm not saying I'd, I believe either way, cause who knows I wasn't there, but I would think if you were going to comp- campaign, you would try to get some of the heavier hitting girls mm-hmm. in on it because they're the ones that are going to inevitably be winning more so they have more opportunity to get rid of someone right um but i don't know but all i know is this season is so good um it is i love watching it and it i didn't know that so much drama was going to happen after i left so, so i've really uh, i've applauded uh cracker and told her that you know she really found out how to uh crack on gina and that's yeah. why she's miss cracker because it she swooped in and did it and it worked and i don't know if it was planned i don't know if she wanted it to go that route but she did it and she was successful at it but i think that miss cracker is like that's a whole new meaning to me now she's not just mm. thin white and salty there's a lot more to her and i was very impressed by her and i think that she did such a great job and and then how alexis came in to uh you know, have a problem with Cracker and the things that she did say to Angina. I think that that's all very entertaining. And this is 
each week it needs to feel like uh, it's continuing on from the last. These are mini movies that we're watching. Right. And, and they really have been extremely entertaining. I'm not a huge fan of every challenge that they've done, but I've been loving the runways and the, and the shade. Yeah, it's, it's, it is so good. Um, who do you think is going to win? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, from seeing so far, I would say Shay or uh, Jujubee. My vote was for Jujubee. I've made it very clear when I uh, left there that I'm team Jujubee because she was team Derek. And uh, and that's just who my vote is for. I've, I've absolutely loved everything that Shay has done this season. Um, so it would be, it would be between them, but I would still vote for Jujubee to win if I had a say in it. Okay. So we're going to, me and you are going to bet $10 each. Let's up it. Let's up it. We're going to do $20 each because okay. I'm voting for Shay and you're voting for Juju. So we're going to see who wins and then we're going to owe each other $20. Okay. Well, I'm probably going <laughs> to owe you money then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will collect it because right now, bitch, I need it. <laughs> $20 is $20. Um, okay, so have you been watching Canada's Drag Race? I haven't seen that yet. Just the, no, you uh, haven't. Promos. I, need to, I need to watch that one, though. I love Brooklyn, and uh, I had no idea that this was even happening. I, I think it just got announced one day on social media, and Brooklyn was like, I had this dream, and I went to World of Wonder, and boom, a year later, here's my show. And I just thought, wow, that is... What a winner. I mean, yeah. To well, I've heard I've heard more stories than that. I heard that uh and I don't know how true this is or not, but I I heard I think I actually saw it on on TV or or not TV. What am I thinking? On social media today <laughs> where I wish I saw it on TV. Um <laughs> where uh Rue couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts and so they had they had someone else do it, which ended up being uh, Brooklyn, but they didn't want to give Brooklyn all of the same duties and title and power that Rue has because Rue was like, absolutely not. Um, and so that's where it is now. I don't know. I love Brooklyn. I think she's stunning. Um, but I think I said this in the last podcast. I think that um, I'm missing that Rue... Um, caliber not caliber maybe caliber but the 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 way that root the motherliness of root mm, mm-hmm. that's what i'm missing and i'm also missing you know i don't know i just think that the the dynamic of the judges panel that we currently have is just irreplaceable and and you know obviously they're not really necessarily trying to recreate that with canada's judging panel it's just a, it's just a completely different feel um, still so good. You need to watch it because it's really good. I um, commend the judges, specifically Brooklyn, for taking on all that because that's, that's got to be a lot of work and hard and, and a lot of pressure. And she's done it looking regal. And I will say one thing I do love about how Brooklyn has judged the first episode, at least. She was very um, kind and uh, supportive in a very genuine way. So you you definitely need to check yeah. it out. I love that. I mean, that's yeah. how I've known her to be. Uh, anytime I've uh, worked with her, and I've, I mean, I I think I first worked with Brooklyn almost ten years ago at Parliament House. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, maybe like 2012, 13 area somewhere around there, and I just I I love what she does. I think that. Just the fact that she is such a graceful ballerina on stage and then looks like she does. And it's just, for me, it's just a great package. I love when a dancer that's that good also uh, is so good at the costuming. I mean, just what she made for the first challenge, the design challenge on her season, the neon uh, green and blue was amazing. Mm -hmm. It just looked so good. So I, I love that she's the full package, but I know what you mean. It's it's hard to have a drag race show and not see Rue on that panel. That's yeah, it's just different. And now she's just a judge, right? It's not a host. 
Yeah, I mean, she kind of hosts. You just have to see it because um, yeah. it's, it's just it's just way different. So I encourage you to go try to find it, bootleg it, or oh, you I know, have, um, Wow Presents. So I'm sure oh, well, then girl, hello, get off of this and go <laughs> go do that. <laughs> um, so before we go, is there anything that you want to plug coming up for you? Um, well, I am very excited that I'm going to be shooting some uh, music videos. Uh, Mac and I, Nebraska, have some songs with Velo. And, uh, it's so fun. We've done five songs now at this point, two, which are already out. And so we're going to be doing the video to, uh, one of the songs that's already out called bitch please. And I'm just excited to put energy into something other than drag race and, and be happy about that, the product, because we have the creative control over it. And, and and is your Wow Presents Plus show going to continue when you are able to get back in the studio? Because bitch, I I love it. Like it is it is their best show that they have. Oh, ASMR Queens. Oh yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, we won't. We have to have you as a guest. I'm sure I would we're gonna... love that. Yeah, I would love to have you on there. Um, the one with um uh um Farah is. So fucking funny! All three of y'all are just so hysterical. Oh it's so good. It is Farrah really with the pizza or the hot yeah with pocket. the pizza. I with mean, the pizza. she said, "What is it? A triangular hot pocket?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's so stupid. Triangle flavor. Yeah, she's crazy. So but crazy. I love her. She's my Christina. She's my little baby sis. So so good. I love her. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. I've so enjoyed it. Thank you for the tea and the drama because the girls are thirsty. Um, I want to leave you with one thing that my grandmother always used to tell me. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. And I know you're going to come sit by me. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.